a young man whose teeth just haven't quite come in yet. <laughs> you always say we should never stop being curious, to always open any curiosity door we find. So why are you keeping this curiosity door locked? Well, we don't like to keep any doors locked here, especially not the doors of nerdosity. Yes, that's a word now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> You're listening yes. to Nerd Out. It's episode 15. I'm Jen Spears, and here with me, as always, are two of my favourite nerds in the world. We've got Rob Lloyd in the house. What? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, Sandro Folce. How are you guys? Hello. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yep. Halloween's done and dusted. I love Halloween. Now, yeah, do we get it? Yeah, are we Halloween uh, aficionados or are we uh, Halloween runawayers? I grew up in a home where Halloween was not a thing. Mm. We didn't believe in it. Um, So now as an adult, I am all about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Sandra? Uh, Yeah, I'll talk about it more and what we've been consuming lately. But uh, yeah, I grew up in a house (laughs) full of scaredy cats that don't like horror stuff. Uh, So I watched The Conjuring (laughs) 2. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. I really cool. enjoyed it. Um, but, um, about you, Rob? So, yeah, for me, you know, country New South Wales, Halloween wasn't really a thing, but I always wanted to do it. In fact, one time when I was in primary school, I was determined. I came home and said, it's Halloween, I'm going to do it. I got dressed into, into my Batman costume. Oh, bless. And, and then I chickened out. I was standing there in, I was sitting there in my lounge room. Dad's going, "Come on, let's go out, let's go do this." I went, "I can't do it. No, no there's nobody else doing it. I'm, I'm going to be the only one out, and no one's going to." And Primary school Jen would have come with you, yeah, but oh, Mum wouldn't have let me. Mum so. would. Oh. I um, I get into the costume thing. I I rocked up to work in a witch's hat, and I committed to it and wore it all day at the reception <laughs> desk. Good. Uh, so I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> Mm, anyway. But yeah, a, yeah, it's been a while between episodes. It has. We've had a lot of things to. Uh, Who would have uh, thought getting three people in one room once a week would be so difficult? <laughs> yeah. uh, We're all yeah. very busy people. It was more the studio's problem rather than we unfortunately us. couldn't find a no, place. No, we're busy, to Sandro. We're so busy. We're also extremely yeah. busy. high demand. Yes, but we're here. We're here. It's and we're episode ready. fifteen. Oh, such a big episode. Not as big as last episode, but. Also not as big as Chris Hemsworth's biceps. <laughs> That's my segue into <laughs> what, our, what we're going to jump into. More importantly, Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> so, okay, so Thor Ragnarok is the third in uh, the Thor uh, uh, films. We haven't had an, a standalone Thor film for about four years. Correct. They've brought in uh, Taika Waititi, a brilliant New Zealand director who's done incredible stuff like Boy, Hunt for the Wilder People, What We Do in the Shadows. Which Um, is getting a sequel. Which is getting a (laughs) sequel. Which which we've known about for a while, but it is being confirmed as called Werewolves. Werewolves. W-E apostrophe R-E. We are wolves. (laughs) Yes. Very clever. Um, Side note. And so uh, they've gone for this new approach because the Thor films have always been bad, uh, little lame. No, fine. <laughs> no, they've been no, they've been they've been, been fine. <laughs> they've been fine. They've been fine. They've been they've been they've dull. been a bit lame, but not in a self aware way. Yeah. Mm, yes, and this is very much bringing on the self awareness of the ridiculous, which makes lame. Thor, the first one was quite good. Kenneth Branagh did a good I job really about blending yeah. the, I liked it at the time. Shakespeare. Mm. Everyone taught everyone. It's the cliche now. Blending the Shakespearean elements, yeah. mm-hmm. family family elements of it with the uh, with the action sequences. But it was a safe. It was a safe film, and then yeah. you get to Dark World, which was just bad. Yeah, I can't even remember it. Like it's like I've seen mm. it yeah. a couple times, and I just still couldn't tell you. 
what happened. Yeah. I completely forgot that that film dealt with finding one of the other Infinity Stones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing with the Thor films, though, is they've always had one of the better villains, if not oh. the best, which is, of course, Loki. Yes. Um, one of the only saving parts of the Dark World was Loki. He That's... was low-key awesome, if you know what <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Wordplay. <laughs> thoughts on the film? Yeah, um, we'll probably just quickly go around the table with some quick general thoughts. Uh, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> um, I thought it was loads of fun. Taika Waititi, of course, brings the comedy. It's very similar to what to the type of Marvel comedy we're used to, like kind mm. of poking fun at the cliches. But at the same time, Taika Waititi has a very specific yes. t- type of humour that comes across. Um, saying that, though, it did kind of feel like it was going back to phase two for me in terms of the villain. Kate Blanchett was fine. She was just evil. Yeah. Um, but the character and the writing just felt like she was there for exposition. But the Hulk, of course, was brilliant <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> that's my quick general thoughts. I loved it. <laughs> I lo- like I... Because I'd forgotten what number two was like. I went into number three and was like, okay, cool. That's right. It's pretty serious and Shakespearean. And then <laughs> in the first scene, um, not to give too much away, but he's you know talking about Ragnarok and then uh, Thor is in this bit cave or he's, he's being suspended and he's slowly spinning. And at one point he's facing away from the camera. He's like, oh, hang on, wait, wait, just stop what you're saying. I'll come back around. And I kind of went, oh, this is going to be funny. Of course it is. It's Taika Waititi, like... Come on, Jen. And from there, it was pretty much laugh a second for the next two hours or whatever it was. So I really loved it. Taika, in my mind, can do no wrong. Um, The fact Mm. that he was 84% improv, like look at the cast that he had. He just put all his faith in them and they delivered. um, Seeing Chris Hemsworth do comedy, he's really funny. And he wasn't given that chance in the last two films. Mm. Um, He came across as Shakespearean and a bit dull. Um, And it felt really Aussie. (laughs) <laughs> Aussie slash New Zealand, and yeah. that was like just my kind of comedy. So I had a fucking ball. Yeah, I mean, I'm always suspicious of. You know, this is coming from someone who's been doing improv. Yeah, twenty years. Um, I'm always suspicious of improvisation on film. Sure. Because you look at stuff like Anchorman and other other type approaches. Maybe it's the American style of improv think, filming. Yeah. Where you s- literally see that they do one take to the script and then they just go okay let's do as many different takes as we can and then they just take the best bits or best bits I'm doing and so you you see these way out gags that don't make any sense because it's just all the lead up to that point is cut out that's the problem with improvisation that that one thing really well that a lot of people struggle to do and when they try it really doesn't work when there's a, a gag and then a comment about the gag. And you don't need that extra line. Yeah. I don't want to reference the line, but um, something, the joke happens, and then the comment on the joke. And yeah, yeah. people have tried, it just doesn't work. And you kind of go, they didn't need to say that line, but the fact that they did makes it hilarious <laughs> and it could have fallen on its face. And he's just the master of that in what we do in the shadows, um, even mm-hmm. with the people. It's just like on point. Um, yeah. Can you tell I really like him? <laughs> no, I, th- I, I think he's, yeah, he's a superstar and he's going to. Yeah, he deserves to go up and up and up. He mm-hmm. knows, and to find someone who can masterfully work within the the the, the studio system. Yeah, yeah. For someone who is such an auteur who has worked on his own films, he writes, directs, produces. He's done that all on his own within New Zealand to then move straight into the biggest Hollywood machine ever and be able to make that work and make it not feel like Hollywood as mm-hmm. well. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. like uh, this American humor. I think people kind of over that American anchor manny Will Ferrell kind yeah. of humor. Yeah, and this fresh. 
laid back Aussie New Zealand kind of feel. It's just what people, mm. people but still visually it. striking, oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, this film is fucking insane. Yeah, it's in space for most of it, right? Finally, Marvel are just embracing the cosmic universe. Embrace the space. And, ma- and, and, and even more so than Guardians. Like, Guardians, yeah, I thought, was crazy. fucking bizarre and out there. But then I'm watching this, I'm going... Yeah, on Marvel, World, it felt a bit... In Guardians, it still yeah. felt very... And very we're rest- on the world. strained. Yeah, and yeah. Very, yeah, 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 we're, yeah. We're on a different planet and all these different things. But let's, no, let's keep it with the characters. With this, they just go, let's have a world where there's just portals <laughs> opening up everywhere and yeah. just dumping yeah. the rubbish. Like um, a butthole. Yeah, butthole. And you've mm. got all these... Di- <laughs> the devil's anus. Um, all these type of bizarre concepts. And the flashbacks um, sequences <gasps> with the... Are just beautifully the, the like... Valkyries... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Done in that beautiful painted style as well, which they kind of did in um, Wonder Woman as well, which worked absolutely beautifully. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that type of em- em- embracing that style. Um, yeah. So it, amazing uh, mm. approach to uh, a character who's kind of boring, mm. but they made it interesting. And there's a lot of focus has been put on it. It is so funny that a bit of the dramatic um, oomph of the show of the film isn't there and I think it you know it isn't laboured there is dramatic moments that you can find but he's yeah. able to pace it in a way so that it doesn't drag down the yep. storyline see I felt it did drag down at times oh, okay. Sandra you had some had some comments um <laughs> there's some moments with Odin that I won't really mention I thought they were well handled mm-hmm. but everything with Hela <laughs> everything on Asgard yep. was just a slog it was slow, full of exposition. Uh, Carl Urban does a good job of adding in some comedy. I think Kate Blanchett had maybe one or two funny moments. One in particular that kind of references Avengers 3, which I really liked. Um, but aside from that, everything on Asgard I didn't care for, aside from the final scene yeah. and the start, which was also yeah, amazing. Um, you, uh, Sandro, saw it first and actually mentioned that. That's what you thought. So I mm. went in going, the bits on Asgard are going to be boring. <laughs> and I don't think that actually affected what I, how I felt. You're right. Every time they kind of cut back to Asgard, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. She's going to say something evil, then she's going to change into her helmet, and then she's going to have her hair back, which I now understand is that's where her power comes from. That's where the, the spikes and things come from. But, yeah, every time they flipped back, I was, it was kind of me going, sit back for a bit. Mm. Yeah, Whereas just... on the edge of my seat for most of the rest of it. I don't know what it is about... Kate Blanchett, but you know when she does these, you know Oscar bait roles, they go a bit schmeh. But when I see her oh, doing goodness. stuff like Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> yeah. or even in um, uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, <laughs> that is the Kate Blanchett I want to see more of. Who's okay. a little bit hammy, a little bit over the top, a little bit, you know, um, a b- bit more flair. Um, Apparently, she took this role because her son, her eldest son, yeah. told her to. He thought it might be a good career boost <laughs> for her, which I was like. It is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I thought she was great. I really like Kate Blanchett in this. I because... just don't think she was enough to carry those scenes, though. Um, I still found you're right. I found them a little okay. bit. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, dumb. yeah. And for for me, I, I liked the backstory stuff because Norse mythology, any type of mythology, Super Norse, cool. Greek, Roman, there's some there's some fucked up shit in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, the, and I've got, of course, the Marvel universe have taken bits and pieces of it. There's <laughs> some really really extreme fucked up stuff in Norse mythology, but they didn't embrace that. It's but I do want to talk about my favorite particular scene. There's a particular scene where Anthony Hopkins gets to play near the start of the film, mm-hmm. gets to play a version of Odin, which is <laughs> it was very good. I'm there going, oh. 
That's beautiful because mm. Anthony Hopkins is another one who just stuck to Oscar bait type of roles, yeah. and then yeah. stuff like Westworld. He was incredible because he finally got to act again for the first time <laughs> in twenty years. He can be very funny. He's very very funny, mm. and there's a certain scene in that follows after that revelation with certain appearances, which is so funny. Mm. Which is so funny. I uh, just I want to talk about it more in in a spoiler filled type of way. Yeah. Just yeah, the appearances. Yeah. I just went. That is good fun. That is great fun. So, mm. but yeah, it's the best Thor film. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, if you want to see a film and have fun. Yeah. Yep. This um, is it. Yeah, yeah and it does show, it does show yeah. Hemsworth's comedy chops. He's yeah, got a definitely. very good, very good sense of humor. Not forced. Really natural. Really mm-hmm. beautiful. His stuff with Hiddleston is still no, some of the greatest stuff. In. I actually found I noticed. I don't know if it was just his character. So I, I don't. I haven't watched or consumed a lot of the Hulk stuff because I was never a really big fan of the Hulk. But this, uh, there's a scene where him and um, Banner are in disguise and they're talking in the, in the <laughs> alleyway. And I find like almost ba- um, Mark Ruffalo struggling just a little bit to keep up with the with the banter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whether that that's well. character it was meant to be, I'm not quite sure. But I was kind of like, ooh. Chris got you there. Right? Yeah. On top of that, the rest of the cast did great. Jeff Goldblum plays himself, <laughs> which is perfectly fine. After Do you want someone independ- to improv? Yes. Oh, he was Get brilliant. And Tessa Thompson as well. Uh, fantastic. I really hope she's in Avengers 3 because she was great in this. Really I want to see if she, she was like, in um, Westworld, wasn't she? Maybe. I think she was in Westworld as... Um, I've seen her in a couple other things before. She was outstanding as Valkyrie. I really liked she her. She was in Westworld, yes. Yes. She I'd like to know Hell. how much... Tyke had to do with casting because it really felt like he just kind of went I'm going to get all my friends and it worked <laughs> all my mates from New Zealand all my mates from Australia a couple from the US well they did and, film in, um, in yeah Brisbane. they filmed in yeah yeah, yeah mm. in Australia and um, just yeah just like roped all his mates in and it was kind of like this big fun kind of yeah, it was, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah my, and I think we talked about the favourite thing is Tyke always makes a, a cameo in some way in these films or plays <laughs> a larger type role or whatever it is and so they've got a character specifically that he took mm-hmm. that could have been done in the most generic old fashioned way but they turned this big rock monster <laughs> creature the sweetest thing and as he said in the interview he said I'd I just thought it'd be great to do it as a as a Maori bouncer. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. The Polynesian bouncer. Yeah. As you can see, Sorry. I'm uh, completely made of rocks. You want to lift, bro? Yeah. <laughs> the nicest bouncers in the world. Nice. So Sorry, but you can't punch that guy. You've got to leave. You've really got to leave. You're not on the list. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not on those Sorry, shoes, mate. bro. So, so just, just the sweetest thing. Oh, uh, I love that so much. Yeah. Um... This isn't really a spoiler because it was in the end of Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is in this. Just quickly, his accent was really bad in this movie. I just get really thrown when Benedict's anything other than British. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what was going on there, but it kind of took me out of the experience. Well, yeah. I've talked, I've talked about it before. Like when I when I saw Strange, I thought, yeah, Benedict hadn't really settled into it. But this appearance as him as Strange, I enjoyed a lot more. His accent okay. still doesn't. Accent work. was weird, but he he. He fell into the comedy quite well. Yes, mm, yes, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is what Doctor Strange should be because he's way too serious. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be um, anything else. And he is way too powerful. Away. He is so powerful. <laughs> Doctor, Str- Doctor Strange is ridiculously powerful. Yeah. The amount of power that man has, it's ridiculous. Um, he's powerful enough to knock around Chris Hemsworth. Knock around Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I. Thoroughly enjoyed it as mm-hmm. a great, you know, it's one of the first pure escapist experiences yeah. of films I've had yeah. in a yeah. long I'd agree with time. That. Definitely. Yeah, agreed. So, Definitely. and yeah, more of that, especially with how 
screwed up things are at the moment. So I have a really interesting bit of trivia. Ooh. But I don't know if it's going to be a spoiler. It's a bit of a cast spoiler. So I'm going to say it and mm-hmm. feel free to edit it out later if sure. you like, Sandro. Um, so fun fact, this is the first film that Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum have appeared in together since bum, 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 Jurassic bum, Park, bum, 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 which I find the best thing. I mean, look, Sam Neill's not in it for long and they probably weren't in the same room at any point, but, but the fact that they're in the same film, the first one since Jurassic Park, just made my heart a bit fuzzy. So, okay, so uh, ratings? Oh, let's rate this movie. Let's rate this movie. <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. Yep. Uh, for me, because I personally think it's probably the weakest Marvel film from this year, but at the same time, it's still one of the best films of the year. I've already forgot. Oh, okay. Because, like, I'd probably put it slightly below Guardians, only because Guardians has a more impactful villain, and the... Okay. You know, even though this is funnier. Um, but (laughs) it's still great fun, as you said, just pure escapism. Thor is good. (laughs) The Hulk is in it. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I'm going to give it one thumb up. Ooh. One thumb up. One thumb up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say four out of five, but then suddenly remember the rating system. Um, I I preferred it to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, uh, I love the freshness of Spider-Man Homecoming, but it's still a little bit stuck within the format of working, cramming it within the Marvel Universe, just because of the sheer breakout quality of this film. Um, it's not by far my favourite of the Marvel films, mm. but just what it did to the character and what it does for the Marvel universe as a whole, breaking it into new ground because they can't keep on going the same way. And then Kevin Feige is already talking about wait till you know phase four; it's going to be completely <laughs> messed up. It's not even going to be a phase anymore. I'm giving it two. Th- I'm giving it two thumbs up. Thor oh, Ragnarok wow. was so much fun. Go. I'm not saying it's the greatest film of the world, but. I had so much fun in it, and I yep. want more of that. And Taika can do no wrong. I want to oh. see more of him. So. Taika Waititi is yeah. the best director. Taika's like my New Zealand Lin Manuel Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> can do no wrong in my in my Taika Waititi Miranda. Um, I agree with Rob. Um, <laughs> this film has come at a time where I've really needed this film. Mm. I just needed a film that I was laughing all the way through. It was visually beautiful. The only gripe I had uh, um, was that the song, the Led Zeppelin song, wasn't loud enough <laughs> in the opening scene. Oh, I think they okay. needed to fucking crank that song. Anyway, that's irrelevant. Um, <laughs> the immigration song was used Yeah, exactly, because, yeah. I mean, they referenced um, The God of Thunder in that. Mm. Um, I just thought it needed to be louder. Okay. But, you know, that's okay. fine. Just crank it up when I watch it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, this film came when I, re- I just really needed this film, and because of that, two thumbs yeah I had a ball hey fantastic would see it again in the cinema yeah definitely Mm. definitely good way to start an episode I think what's up next Jan what's up next well I know we've we've like messed around with the order a little bit today but we're going crazy we're going crazy (laughs) we're wearing shoes on our heads episode 15 it's my (gasps) third episode Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. So, uh, this is next where we jump up. the shark. <laughs> God, please. Uh, next up, we ask the age old question <laughs> What have we been consuming? Uh, I'm going to start with who wants to go, Rob? Yes. Rob, um, what have you been consuming? Look, this I've been consuming. Week, fortnight. Yes. I've been consuming a lot of nerdy stuff, but we're going to be talking about that later on, like Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and mm. Red Dwarf and yeah, anything else I can get Do my you have on. a time turner? <laughs> I don't understand how you watch so much stuff and work and anyway, it's go on. Basically, anytime I get a 
a, a free half an hour or 45 minutes, I literally, when I'm home, I just go, right, I go straight, watch, and then... See, I'm, the a, I'm a napper. You're a napper? Yeah. Okay. That's my yeah. problem. Um, nap, <laughs> napping for chumps. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've been consuming a lot of that, but we're going to be talking about that later on uh, uh, in other podcasts, future podcasts. So I've been consuming it lately uh, with Caitlin quite a lot of uh, parks and recreation. Now, yes. I know so I know that's not completely nerdy. But I know about that. Yeah. So I miss the whole, I miss the whole parks and rec uh, phenomenon. So it started around about 2010, 11, went for seven seasons. Caitlin and I are currently up to season five. We have powered through. Um, it's Amy Poehler vehicle. It's done by the same team that uh, did The Office. And the early couple of seasons is kind of like a pale ripoff of that. So okay. especially season one is everyone knows is the tough first season and you don't, Ooh, yeah. yeah. And you get towards the tail end of season two the momentum starts to kick in. The characters start to gel a bit better okay. yep. and they start to work a lot more. Characters who annoy you start to come through. Like Chris April, Pratt's in it more. Chris Pratt's <laughs> in it more. Fat Pratt, who I adore. Yeah. And, I, the, and the more I'm watching this, the more I'm missing Fat Pratt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Everyone talks about Yeah, well, there's just something about Andy, which is just this bold, bright, puppy dog type mm. approach. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can see, you know, Fat Chris Pratt has got this, you know, there's no ego there it's just pure joy and the fact that he stayed with the show for so long even though he was like filming Guardians and stuff and his movie career was picking up by the tail end of Parks he still stayed with it so yeah um yeah, I'm, I'm at that point now that people went through years ago. I'm kind of missing Fat Pratt because he's so serious now. He's so movie star now. And I adore Chris Pratt, but I'm there going, mm. The spark's gone a little bit. Yeah, the spark of Andy is gone. Uh, Amy Poehler is amazing. Um, uh, Rashida Jones is great fun. Um, I finally realized why everyone loves Nick Offerman. Yes. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the party, oh, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I am I am at the party late, but I am staying here till everyone else on leaves. The okay. deep floor. Yeah, I'm I'm sleeping on the floor, <laughs> waking up the next morning going, Let's keep partying. Um he is absolutely incredible. He mm. is a work of art, that man. And there's I, I haven't laughed this hard in a comedy show in a long time, consistently laughing. Yeah. I absolutely adore it. So we're hard. Um, and it gets a bit emotional as well. Amy Poehler, this is, you know, defi- career-defining performance of, like, putting everything into this role. And especially yeah. in season four, which deals with her going for, uh, spoilers, going for local council. It's kind of like a light version of West Wing. Yeah. Um, and it's quite funny because she's going up against this uh, son of a, Bobby Newport. Yeah, Bobby Newport, played by Paul Rudd, is absolutely beautiful, who's the dim-witted son of a, you know, media conglomerate, oh, sorry, the big businessman, and they're going... Everyone loves. And who Everyone loves everyone him, loves. and he p- provides all work and stuff like that for local community, and despite, you know, the fact that he is so out of touch with the common man, all the common man love him. Because mm. porny sucks. Yep. <laughs> but I'm there going, hmm, a wealthy um, oh, yeah. wealthy business person who got all his money and power from his dad going up against a strong woman. Hmm. <laughs> this was done 2012, 2013. It's quite mm-hmm. relevant mm-hmm. in 2017. So, yeah, I've gone into 
much more detail than I wanted to. I'm just adoring it. Adam Scott plays a nerd, so let's talk about that. There are references <laughs> where he talks about Star Wars and Game of Thrones and all that stuff. So, um, uh, so yeah, yeah, I adore Parks and Rec, and I can't wait to finish off uh, the whole series. It's going to get sad and emotional, but I, I'm I'm in love with it. So yeah, mm. great show. Awesome, that's great. What about you, Sandro? What have you been consuming? Yeah. I've been watching a lot of comedies as well, actually. Um, I finally saw Wet Hot American Summer 10 years later oh. with Adam Scott. Adam uh, that was fantastic. If you love the, the movie or cool. the, it's, um, the show. It's 10 years after the so movie. So you watching the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's the second season Netflix have done. It's wow. amazing. If you love the prequel, this is yeah. probably better. It's it's hilarious. Now, do you need um, to watch the original film that was done? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. I watched the first two episodes and then went, what the hell? <laughs> oh, there's a movie? And then watch yeah. the movie. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, so I've been watching that. I've also been watching The Good Place and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which after Parks and Rec are my two... F- like They are probably the only good sitcoms on TV right now. What season are we in Brooklyn now? Uh, five. Five. Yes. But it's not I've... on a platform yet, is it? No. Uh, it hasn't made it no, to Netflix yet. No, okay. no, no, no. No, well, I'm not sure. I've tried Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You've got to be an Andy Samberg. Oh, that's yeah. The thing. I, that's the thing. I'm not an Andy Samberg oh, I'm a big fan. Really? I'm a big yeah, I'd like, you know, um, Hot Rod shits me <gasps> up the what? wall. What? Oh, no. Oh, oh could, that's it. Rob's no, out. No, uh, I, could, I could punch that man in the face. There is mutiny in the studio, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm more than happy to leave and take that. Um, <laughs> that's um, not what I'm talking about, though. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it was Halloween, so I thought I might play a scary video game. Oh, and I. Sorry, game. sorry, sorry, sorry. What, what did you do? A you... scary video game. <laughs> Spooky, spooky game. game. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, the so controllers I... are haunted. <laughs> oh, Rob. So I... Uh, my butt. Shut up, Rob. So I finally checked out... And he said Bo sucks. <laughs> I nubbed um, him. I finally checked out a game that came out on the PS4 about two years ago, but I missed it. Uh, finally got it because I've like owned it for about a year and haven't actually gotten around to playing it. Until Dawn, mm. which is an it's like an interactive movie. You kind of sit back. You it's about uh, I want to say maybe six seven hours long. Um, it's about these eight teenagers. Oh, and they go to a cabin in the woods. Hey. Um, Classic trope. What could happen? And you basically control each character, all their uh, decisions, and it cool. will end. And no one's experience is the same. It's one of those types of games. You get to control the dialogue, the decisions, who lives, who dies. Choose your own adventure, if you will. Yes. Uh, so I went into it, um, not ex- expecting much, because the game starts off really badly. Um, the motion controls are terrible. The oh, the no. the animation starts off pretty badly. It gets better, but the cast are really good. Um, you've got Brett Dalton. Uh, he's kind of the main character. He was from Agents of Shield the first two seasons, and then he's recurring for the rest of it. Uh, he's probably the main character as well as Hayden Panaretti. Oh um, yes, from um, uh, Heroes. Heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and. Uh, Yes. Yep. Yeah. 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 So. Save the two leaders. Save the world. And also Nashville <laughs> with Chip Heston. Um, and Rami Malek is also in it. The main guy from Mr. Robot. Ah. Uh, so they're all in it, and the voice cast are fantastic. The motion capture is not great, but they bring, you know, they're great. They bring the noise. They bring it. It's good. Uh, but I yeah. Look, I don't know how to review this game because it's. Very similar to what I think the New Mutants is going to be. <laughs> in that well, I'm out. It looks like an okay choose-your-own-adventure horror game. Like, the New Mutants is going to be, you know, a different X-Men film, but it's going to be a pretty cliche horror film. This is 
the most cliche horror story you can get. They're in a woods. Oh, spooky stuff's happening. There's a guy in a mask. There's also possibly a ghost haunting the house. Possibly. Um, and it's extremely cliche, and it's Is it all scary? jump scares. Okay. Nah. If jump scares get you, yeah. But I hate, I just find them cheap. Any um, obvious and exploitative uh, hardcore nudity? I was going to say, yeah, there's going to be a sex scene, right? Hayden yeah. Panaretti spends most of the game in a towel. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds First to right. go. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, Remy? Remy doesn't get in a towel? No, there's, oh, there's no full-on nudity. There's like a bit of... I would say one good thing is it keeps the tension up all the way through. It never, the tension never goes away. Okay. Um, which is hard because it's six hours long of nonstop uh, tension. So you eh? kind of got to take That's breaks. Like my previous marriage, am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> That's awkward. You can um, cut that out, can't you? <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, I'm just nah, playing the not. old man of the podcast, all right? <laughs> like ta- my ex-wife, if I'm, you know. I'm going to talk mean. about my hips next. Ugh, I've lost feeling in my toes. <laughs> um, it's hard to review, Sandro, but you have to review it. I didn't, re- I didn't review my... You don't have to give it a rating. Yeah, you right? do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it gets a schmear. Have you finished it? It gets a schmear. Oh, yeah. Okay. I finished it over like three days. Okay. So I started it the day before Halloween and played it most of it on Halloween. Ignore the trick-treaters. Okay. Oh. So we're in the schmear rating. Now we just need to clarify, is it a schmear or is it a schmear? It's a schmear. There's also some good like motion controls and stuff. So because with the PlayStation, the controller is like a shock controller. Uh-huh. Um, so when there's a jump, the controller just... Just jumps just out shakes. of your hand. Like it's yeah, crazy. Yeah. I like that stuff. And there's also yeah. some sections where you have to stay as still as possible when like you're hiding. Oh, and cool. um, I feel like that they could have done more with that to try and get you to not to. So you have to hold the control quite still. Yeah. Oh, I'd suck at that. Um, <laughs> and that was fun. But uh, yeah, aside from that, could have done it more. It's fine. All right. Was it so two years what... ago? Did you it say it was two years ago? And you can tell it was about. Kind of it was the very start of PlayStation Four, and you can tell. Yeah. Would you replay uh, in order to have a different experience? Like, different choices? Well, that's the thing, because once I finished it, and I already said, I'm going to rate it this, um, I went back, I Googled it, all the different types of endings. They're, it's actually really linear. Wow. Oh, There's you feel like it's your own experience. Many, but there are specific, like, e- e- every single character can, like, you can make every character in the game survive to the end. Yep. You can make them all die. Okay. So, but aside from that, in terms of the story... Aside from which characters live or die, there's no real choices. Okay. I don't know. It's fine. Play it if you want. I would... Whatever. It's like when you read the uh, Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps books. It's like, turn to page six. You flick forward. You're like, I'm going to die. I'll choose the other one. I'm not picking that one. I didn't pick that one. All right. So that's my review of that. What have you been consuming lately, Jen? Not a lot that's new. I've been finishing off um, the things I was consuming last time. So Mm -hmm. I finished off um, the book I was reading, Nocturnes, John Connolly. Um, Same review. What did I give it last time? I don't think you rated it. Like I don't think I rated it. I think I said one thumb up. Yeah, Probably. One thumb. Yeah. Stick with that. Again, right up the bum. V- very hard for me to give a two thumbs up to a book unless I love it. Um, yeah, that was awesome. So I've unfortunately only did two books for All Hallows Read. I usually try and do more, but I just for some reason, just two was it this month. Um, I've got, I had two other books lined up. I'll still read them, um, but it just doesn't feel quite the same when it's not October anymore. Mm. Um, so finished that and finished off. Um, I keep calling it Sleepy Dreams. Electric Dreams. (laughs) Sleepy Dreams, uh, you know, is my name for it. My favourite dreams. So uh, it ended up being six episodes, not five, as I mentioned last week. Um, Awesome. The last three episodes were great. The episode with Steve Buscemi. So they're kind of like their, um, 
guess their headliner of the cu- of the cast member other than Brian Cranston, Cranston the yeah. weakest episode I oh, found. Interesting. It yeah, was, that's normally the case with anthology shows. Like all around good performances, but the episode itself was probably the weakest in terms of storyline and. And script. that's about whether he's an actual um, clone or a, an uh, alien in disguise or something. No, it? yes, kind of. Yeah. No. Classic. Um, but the Brian Cranston, sorry, the Brian that, Cranston yeah. episode. Yes, right. Yeah. Um, he is part of like an army that goes to another planet um, and he comes back and he's very different yes. and mm. it's the idea of whether one of this alien species has possessed him possessed or him. Uh, yeah, like right, a shapeshifter yeah. kind oh, of that thing was a good one. that was incredible but yeah the, um, so oh, the Bashemi episode wasn't good oh the Bashemi one wasn't good sorry oh. to clarify right not so good okay okay is that the last one? That's been second last. Second one. last. The okay. last one was the. Brian so that, that was Crazy episode. Diamond, was it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With the um, cl- again, they love clones. Um, <laughs> the clone woman who you know, um, her spark or her her um her life spark is dying and she oh. needs a new one and you can get them off the black market and you know he's working for the company that makes them and she's like get me a new one blah blah. It's a really interesting concept. Just did, they didn't execute it well. Didn't get there for okay. me. Um, I wasn't that invested in it. So as a whole of the series, I still give it uh, two thumbs up. But I c- could have gone without that episode. Right. Okay. And six episodes. Six episodes out of ten. There's four more yep. early okay. next year. Early next year. So there are a lot of people break. compare yeah. it to Black Mirror in terms of it's pretty grim. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's quite. It's, dick. It's, that's quite Philip K. Dick in his writing. It is. Mm. Like you get to the end, and you're like. I'm happy, <laughs> but I don't know whether the characters are happy yeah, or if yeah. this is actually a happy ending or yeah. um, uh, the twist is still kind of what you kind of expected. And I don't know. Yeah, it, it's pretty grim. I wouldn't rewatch it f- for a little while. Yeah. Like I'd mm. probably revisit it in a year or so, but um, it's not something like, obviously it's completely different to Parks and Rec, but those shows that you can just go back and watch and watch yeah. and watch. Because they're pretty, like it takes, takes its toll. Yeah, um, also, really quickly, have started playing the Mario Odyssey game on the Switch, <laughs> and it is delightful. <laughs> you can throw your cap onto different things to be those things. You can, yeah, it's delightful possession. It's delightful possession. It's a little friend called Cappy, yeah. and you throw him onto things. So far, <laughs> my favorite thing to throw it on is a caterpillar because the caterpillar gets a moustache. Um, <laughs> it's really fun. It's um, I've only played a couple of hours of it. Um, but so far, it's just it's and Mario. It's fun. It is Mario, and it's more along the lines of people have been comparing it to sort of like the uh, the Lego type games because there's no time limit. You've got a lot more time to explore. Areas. It encourages you to explore. Yeah, that's like good, that's good. Um, I know I used to be really into games where you could just you go to the next level, then you go to that one yeah. platform based sort of things. But this is like if you don't look at every little spot on this map, you'll miss something. Yeah, and you'll get a little way down the track and go, I have to go all the way back and get and do that, do that yeah. thing. Um, Bowser has kidnapped uh, Peach once again. Surprise, surprise. To marry her this time. And they actually <laughs> met like a couple times. Oh, your little dear. friend Kathy goes, yeah, Bowser's kidnapped Peach. It's a bit weird. Not in those words, but they like, really <laughs> comment on like, he really is obsessed with her, yeah. isn't he? Mm. So yeah, it's super fun. I'm not going to rate it yet because I haven't finished. Um, but just, yeah, it's sweet. That's what I've been consuming. Well, it's now time to move to the nerd headlines, Ooh, I believe. the nerd yeah, headlines. And there's, um, there's been quite a bit of uh, news happening in the nerd world. Some Star Wars nu- news. I said Star Wars nudes then. I don't know what was Star going Wars on. Star Wars news. What's going on? Star Wars nudes. Um, oh, wow. If we've got Star Wars nudes of person we're just about to talk about. Oh, what? That no. is a, that's <laughs> right a on, girl. <laughs> um... I'd buy that calendar. The only good part about the Star Wars holiday special is now canon. 
This is exciting. This is so exciting. So, yeah, the much forlorn Star Wars holiday special um, because they didn't have Christmas in the Star Wars universe, so they have Life Day. <laughs> Life Day. Um, Where well, they watch a hologram of things dancing for like half an hour. It is Jefferson Starship in a 70s disco, uh, fully immersive VR experience with uh, Chewie's grandfather yeah. clearly getting himself off. <laughs> yep. Yeah, clearly. A, yeah, clearly. It was a telly movie that was done in 78, at the December of 78. Uh, there's only one section that's quite... There's two sections that people talk about. There's the first appearance of Boba Fett mm-hmm. in a small uh, animated version, yeah. the, uh, which is infamous. Uh, but the one scene that actually holds up, the legendary B. Yeah. Arthur from Golden Girls, Maud... Uh, uh, countless uh, awards that she has won plays uh, the night shift cantina uh, owner yeah. or, or manager and uh, the stormtroopers come in and the Empire go oh we're shutting up we're all on quarantine oh sorry on um, uh, curfew everyone's on curfew <laughs> so everyone's out and so what happens B. Arthur breaks out into a song <laughs> about it uh, and, and the song is about we have, it's goodbye but it's not farewell we'll see each other again and she dances with the aliens and sings this Great song. She plays a character called uh, uh, Akmena. Akmena. Um, and she is now officially Star Wars canon. Akmena okay. is canon. within. She is not just this one off oddity in the special. Uh, they've released a series of sort of like Tales from the Cantina. Uh, anthology of bo- uh, anthology books, so little short oh, stories, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. little short stories, and one of them talks about uh, the day shift manager, who's the guy that goes, "Those droids, we don't want them here. No blasters, no blasters." Um, who's sort of like, you know, uh, Walter Brennan or something like that. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, he talks about he's finishing up work for the day in this one story at the cantina, and he's just about to be replaced by um, the night shift manager, uh, Akamena. And and talks about the fact that she lives just out of town in the Badlands with her wife, and they live happily. So they've not only have they brought B. Arthur into the Star Wars world, but she is also um, a lesbian character as well, which is a double hit of awesome. Mm. So uh, there can be a spin-off movie. I'm just thinking, <laughs> Ackman and the wife trying to make it work in Cheers. the Badlands. In the Badlands, Think or, the, or I'm thinking Star Wars Cheers version right here. Oh so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. So, yeah, and a little bit yeah. of quarks from Deep Space Nine. At the Nine. cantina. <laughs> yeah, at the cantina. Oh, I would watch that. Yep. Absolutely would watch that. Who yeah. would be the bartender? Who would be Sam? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, no, well, Sam Sam would be Ackmanner. But oh, then you okay. need to find the Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Recently, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, so that's really exciting. I'm so happy that V. Arthur's character, the pretty much only good thing about the holiday special, has, <laughs> has, yeah. has been given a nod to go, you are a part of us now. That's great. So... So, yes, there's that bit of news. Disney has been demanding specific things from all the cinemas to show Star Wars uh, episode 8. They are not doing themselves (laughs) any favours, Sandra. Okay, so basically, you probably know this, when uh, film studios and stuff like that go to cinemas, they have, um, like... Uh, a process that they follow yep. so sort of like they make a deal with each individual cinema about how much of the ticket sale revenue goes back to the company and how much stays with the actual uh, individual cinema mm. and normally the split is about 55% to 60% goes back to the studio yeah. uh, and then that leaves the, the rest for the uh, um, the cinema so it's a common misconception that a lot of people say that 
all the money at a cinema is made off candy bar. And mm. I was talking to someone who actually works at a cinema and goes, that's a, that's a big myth. You know, most of our money is actually made off the ticket sales. Yeah. So, um, so Disney has come on and they are making an incredibly uh, high list of demands <laughs> about um, the release of The Last Jedi, mm. which they know is going to be a big hit. They are very much aware of that. So they have come and they have said, they, they haven't even come to the table. They've created their own table and they've said, you have to come to us. We will only give you our film of uh, Star Wars Episode Eight if we take 65% yeah, of the box office. You can only play it in your largest cinemas for the first week for, for the that first one, week though. yeah and they um and which then, you probably would do anyway like yeah exactly and certain demands of the sound and the picture and stuff like that and that's yeah. the, that's not a, a big deal but there was also, something about you can only put up the posters two weeks before the film opens or something like that as and, well, all, and the big thing sense. was if you do not follow our procedure to the letter mm. then you are charged an extra 20% or something Were like that. Were they this full on for Force Awakens? Not this much. No, no, no. Interesting. No. I wonder why. So, Does that mean I'm going to pay $50 for popcorn instead of 40 now? <laughs> well, apparently it's only in uh, American cinemas at the moment. Uh-huh. It hasn't. We haven't found out whether that's going to be affecting Australian cinemas okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. So be aware of that when we all go to the midnight screening Ooh, yes. at uh, Hoyts City. I think we're all in, in dif- different cinemas. I think we're all in different rooms, but we're, we're going to be in the same complex. Let's, let's meet beforehand and let's not go to that bloody dodgy... <laughs> the bar around the, the corner of the, 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 Lions uh, the Club Hotel. Oh, God. Or the, the Greek... Uh, was it the um, it's the Irish bar? Yeah. Where it's people... We get there about midnight and it's just all the dregs of society. They want looking for sex or alcohol or both at the same time. So And then you go into the venue, venue to see the movie and all the people want is um, soft drinks and um, on-screen sex <laughs> with aliens. <laughs> What? Um, <laughs> that went weird real quick. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the world of me. So yeah, that's what oh, Disney's yeah. demanding for the Last Jedi, and you know, just come on, guys, you're gonna make enough Chill money, out. okay? Just you know, look after the cinemas. We, but it is uh, we are aware of this you know, at the moment. Current climate cinemas are losing a lot of mm. people in, but this is where film studios and cinemas need to work together. Yeah. Not yeah. be pushing demands. We, you know, everyone needs to go out and see movies more. I think it's a great experience of a you know, collective experience of seeing films together, especially with Thor, like we were talking about the laughter within the cinema. We all shared it together. I love that type of stuff. So yeah, Definitely. Disney, just calm down, calm mm. your, cool your jets, cool your jets, calm your farm. We'll move on now to a very interesting article um, that came from an interview with uh, one half of the Russo brothers, who are, of course, directing Avengers Infinity War, the uh, the, the, the upcoming third film, which is coming uh, next year. And the fourth one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and they're back. directing Secret War. I'm calling it. It's going to be Avengers Secret War. Secret War. Secret War. Um, we'll have to wait and see, of course, when that gets confirmed, but it pretty much is at this point. Uh, yeah, no, he's come out and said that Avengers 3 is going to be a heist film involving Thanos stealing all the Infinity Stones. And that kind of makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's not a big surprise. People going, if everyone goes, oh my God, really? You just go, well, it's kind of in the title. We've got to get the stones. He yeah. hasn't got the stones. How's he going to get the stones? Oop, heisty. But I'm just kind of imagining Thanos, like, Mission Impossible style, coming down from the roof, just grabbing the stones. <laughs> Uh, See, when I heard that, I imagined that the heist was going to be the Avengers pulling a heist on him. Ah, no, but Ooh. they're they're flipping it. They're flipping around. It seems so. like they're going to flip it around, which I'm... Yeah. Well, I, I That's think, cool. Well, this is clearly going to be 
And from what I've read in that same interview, Thanos is pretty much going to be the lead mm. of the film. Yeah. Yeah, right. So it's, yeah. I see this as kind of like, the, this is the Empire Strikes Back of films. This mm. is where Thanos gets everything. He's going to mess with the world. And then, you know, the next one, Secret War or Franchise War. Or, <laughs> franchise you know, War. Yeah, or, <laughs> or, or as everyone's saying, Game Changer. The game, game changer, changer. the finale. Um, for, yeah, that's going to be you know the the return of the Jedi type thing. The, yeah, all the yeah. good shit happens in the second one. So we've got to be prepared for a whole lot of hate and a whole lot of pain in mm. Infinity War. The the Avengers are not going to be in a good place in this yeah. first film. Did you see the elite Comic Con trailer from a couple couple months back? No, I where he just that. grabs a planet out of the sky and just chucks it towards oh. the Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> I am really hyped for this film. Mm. Yeah. Um, yes. Especially uh, if you stick around for Thor for the first uh, little sequence that kind of teases what's coming. Yes. Ooh. I didn't wait to the end of the credits. Should I have? The credits one was just, just a joke. The one that at the one end? wasn't that important. Okay, yeah. good, because I was tired and went home. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, the boys will tell me if there was anything after the credits. No, it's, it's, a, it's a, little, a little one involving Goldblum. Oh, God. damn. I'll have to see it again. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually very, very okay. funny. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the one you really yeah, need to yeah, pay yeah. attention to is the mid. I still don't get when... Okay, you were tired, that's fine. But when I'm sitting there, every time I get at, to the end credits of a Marvel movie and people walk out, I'm going... Have you not seen? I know. I was walking out, going, "I know they're all judging me, but (laughs) I'll be. I'll see it again." I just was like, "I need to go home." Uh, We got some DC casting news. Zachary Levi is playing Shazam, formerly known as Captain Marvel. What do you think, Jen? Are you familiar with this character at all? I'm not familiar with the actor. Okay, but then I'm really bad with um, names. I'm good with faces. Ever seen Chuck? Yes. Yeah, he was the lead in Chuck. Uh huh. And I think he was the voice of uh, the lead male in Tangles. Yes, he was. Yep, Tangles. uh, Oh, yeah, he's cute. He was in Thor, The Dark World, apparently. Uh, He's the archer guy in Thor. I think he was in Ragnarok as well. Yeah, I'm really good with faces. Names, not so good. But Mm. yes, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yes. So he's been cast as um, uh, Shazam. I, yeah, I still want him to be called Captain Marvel. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do we like him? Look, I like him as, as an, an actor. actor. He's I, fine. I'm not sure how he f- he doesn't really fit the the mold of Captain Marvel. For those of you that don't know, you should know Captain Marvel. Sorry, Shazam. Uh, <laughs> Billy Batson, young. I think Shazam's homeless, a dumb name. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Is. Uh, homeless, homeless uh, kid who stumbles across. Uh, the ancient one who gives him uh, the powers of Shazam. So it's all these gods, you know, it's a, uh, uh, that gives him power. He just says the word Shazam and he becomes Captain Marvel, who is this mm. huge, mighty, Channing Tatum, thick-necked, iconic mm. 1950s, you know, or even 1930s matinee idol kind of looking Chin. hero. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like what, if you were a kid looking up at Superman, he's what you would imagine Superman to be. Yeah, he's even, yeah. in many ways, even more chiseled than Superman. Yeah, yeah. Superman kind of can be, a, you know, a bit lithe, a little bit, you know, toned and stuff like that, but this guy is just pure bulk. Um, um, more casting news, going back to Disney. Uh, John Favreau's doing a Lion King remake, reboot, oh. thingo. <sighs> Which we don't know a lot about, and we've tried to do a bit of research into what exactly it's going to be, and look... It's yeah. going to be Jungle Book. It's yeah. It's going to be Jungle Book. But we d- don't want it. Yeah. It's, so it's going to be just the Lion King. They're going to just do the Lion King. They're not going to change it that much. I th- maybe they're doing it more like what they did with um, Beauty and the Beast. They made it more like the the stage show. That's the only thing they I can do. I do love that they've kept James L. Jones. 
<laughs> Everyone's He's the replaceable. only Mufasa that we ever need. Yeah, that's it. Everyone's replaceable, except James except, L. Jones. Except mm. James L. Jones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, like, what you said, Sandra, I don't think we need it. Yeah. But the cast is it. pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you've got Donald Glover as playing Simba, and... Got I'll watch anything that Donald Glover's in. Beyonce is in it as well. Um, who's had mixed mm. screen time? Some stuff she's been in's good. Other stuff is uh, that Austin she, Powers film. Yeah. But she was okay assuming, in Dreamgirls. Yeah, assuming yeah. with that cast that it will be still a musical. They yeah, it will be. That, that would be. Young Simba was um, um, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor Thomas. <laughs> Get him back. Get, Get him back. back. Come on. What's he doing now? But like, I'm, in, I'm liking the um, the cast is majority people of color. Mm-hmm. It's set in Africa, Very so you know, like. Yeah, they've um, yeah. Uh, Shivatol Azjafor yeah. is yeah. incredible as Scar. Um, Alfred Wooder is amazing. Um, uh, uh, John Oliver is playing Zazu, which I find <laughs> That's very interesting. Cool. That's interesting. Uh, now, um, uh, Seth, Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. Pumbaa. Now, who's the guy playing Timon? He's in, I think he's in Parks and Rec. I don't know if you've met him yet. Billy Eichner. Um, can you tell me if he's in Parks he's, and Rec? Oh, he he's, um, he's uh, Billy on the Street. Funny or Dies, Billy on the Street, right. while he runs around What's New York and just yells again? at people. Oh, I don't know that one. What's, What's the actor's name, sorry? Uh, d- d- Billy Eichner. I'm pretty sure. Give me a second. He Rob. was in Neighbours Two, which was bad. What else has he been in? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't Bob's seen that Burgers. Much. Right. Okay. I don't know. He's um, in American yes. Horror Story Cult. <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> I um, thought, um, because you know it, it's you know everyone's re- everyone's replaceable, but I'm not sure if uh, Nathan Lane is. Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah. But there's other great stuff like um, oh, Eric Andre. Yeah. It, it is Billy Eichner. He play, he plays Craig. He comes on and he's really like full on and he yells a lot. Oh, yeah. okay. You, you know him. I think okay. you've met him in Parks and Rec. Maybe? Right. I don't Maybe know not got to that. Yeah, anyway, he's very yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. He's cool. Um, and uh, Keenan Michael Key yeah. is in oh, it as well. Fantastic. Who I adore. All right. Um, I read an interesting article about Lion King and in it, um, my friend linked me to this, in it they mentioned it does have quite a Hamlet feel. And I was like, no, it is no, Hamlet. It- <laughs> <laughs> if Hamlet was a lion, it would be Lion it King. It is all of Hamlet. Which I think. It is completely Hamlet. Pumbaa like, and So Simone, yeah, they'll probably uh, bring that Hamlet feel into the new one. I'm like, they have to. <laughs> it is Hamlet. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, we'll see. Open mind and all that. But yeah. I don't think. It's John Favreau. So, you know. Yeah, he knows that. Yeah, it's just. I think it'll be enjoyable, but not necessary. Because the, the animation, the original Disney animation, hasn't, it's aged well. Like, it's yeah. still. Oh, that's not sequences. that old. It's like, not that old. Compared 90... to Beauty and the Beast, which I guess was fine. Like, it kind of needed a remake if you wanted to put Beauty it in the, the cinemas again. Beauty and the Beast was humans. <laughs> and, or, yeah. And also, this is just going to be CGI mm. animals for the entirety yeah. of yeah, the yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know how I feel about that. Yeah. CGI. Wonder Woman is now the highest grossing origin story of all time. Yes, Wonder well Woman. Well done, Wonder Woman. Very deserving. Very, very Indeed. deserving. Um, and roll on uh, Justice League. Sure. Coming in next month. I'm, oh, this month? Um, two oh, weeks away. Two weeks away. <gasps> two weeks. Two weeks until Justice League. Two weeks. It's so weird two. that it's actually coming out because it's been delayed a bunch. Yeah. And Are they still filming? <laughs> I think they might right be. Right up until the red carpet. They're still filming on the red carpet. <laughs> Joss Wind will be wielded in with an editing suite. <laughs> yeah. How's oh, it going, dear. guys? It's good. It's good. It's good. I'm just We're on track. We're on track. Just chucking in a song. Yeah. Um, but yes, Wonder Woman... Uh, Biggest success mm-hmm. of box office films this year. Um, yeah, and well deserving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And 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 if you're looking for a, you know a film that represents game changer, Wonder Woman 
is that game changer within the DC universe, you know? Mm. And the audience are very clear about, no, you know, Warner Brothers, we don't want dark and broody. We want positive light. We want comic book. Embrace the comic book. Don't be embarrassed by that. We like the comedy. We like the positivity. We like the hope. And they've even retconned themselves, you know, in classic Snyder way in Batman versus Superman. Wonder Woman's given up on humanity and she's turned away and she doesn't want to deal with it. But at the end of Wonder Woman, you know, she jumps out and goes, there's hope. I, I will fight for humanity. Mm. Boom. They've retconned it. Go, no, positivity will make this fucking thing work. Uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. It's coming to Melbourne. Woohoo! Rob's very excited. I haven't read it. You haven't read it? No. Yeah, don't read it. I've been told to not <laughs> yeah, read it. Yeah, go see it. You'll probably have to <laughs> start ordering your tickets now. Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. like the biggest... Har- like, I like Harry Potter. I really mm. like it. I missed the boat a little bit as a kid. I didn't read all the books when they came mm. out, so mm-hmm. I missed that kind of, like, hype. Yeah, same. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sure I enjoyed it if I saw it, but I'm not, like... Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a bold move. I mean, you look on the website, and it's they've got the locations, London... New York, yeah. which opens next year, and Melbourne. Melbourne, it's pretty cool. How do we manage that? Uh, well, you know, it's... I don't know. You know, Kevin Andrews released his uh, Facebook video with him in New York yeah. in Times Square with his Gryffindor tie going, uh, scarf going, it's coming to Melbourne! <laughs> Just out of the blue, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it is more of... Um, Melbourne is known as the live theatre city. Mm-hmm. I mean, Australia, yeah, we yeah. do have comedy festival. Um, we do have... Um, the amount of theatre shows that we have going at the moment, Book of Mormon is here. Um, yep. And next of... year and the year after that. Yeah. Yep. It's never leaving. <laughs> that's never leaving. Here's a question about Cursed Child. Are they going to cast Australians or is it going to be the no, original cast? The original because cast. I don't want to see it if it's Australians. <laughs> it's going to be Australians because the original cast... Uh... <laughs> okay, let's... Uh, the original cast is just about to open on Broadway next year. Yeah. So they're going to stay on Broadway as oh, long yeah. as they can. Fine. Okay. Oh, right. So, <laughs> hey, Broadway, do you want to leave Broadway uh, cast? Do you I'm sure leave they'll Broadway? still do yeah. what they did with Book of Mormon and, like, and import a couple of... International. Maybe they actors. might bring some of the secondary because the secondary. Cast, I have to see Rob Mills in something else. I'm gonna just. <laughs> there's more. There's, this is the thing. Uh, Curse Child will sell itself. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh yeah. So, That's sell out. And there is a lot of high quality Australian actors. Yeah, yeah. Who mm. who should be given a chance to do something like this? Yeah. The thing is, they're not given the chance. Exactly. They continue to cast Rob Mills and the usual people that we get, and yeah, and then people go, "Oh, we've only got crap actors." It's like, no, well, that's the thing. A lot of the things that Rob Mills and stuff does, and Rob Mills does musicals. Though, but he won't be cast in Cursed Child. It um, was advertised as a musical on something I read. It was, it was. like yes. Cursed Child, the musical, and I was like, "Is it?" I'm news to me. There is not a musical. <laughs> Thank it, God, it is not a musical. I've read the the play, which I've reviewed previously, and it. There, there's just lines of direction going a wand is, yeah, yeah, yeah. does a spell and you go read it and go oh it'd be cool to see yeah. but trying to see that on stage and what we love about theatre and what I love about theatre and what musicals used to do in the 80s to get people back in was how did they do that mm. it's not a movie how did they do the magic like in Phantom of the Opera how did you know the chandelier not kill us all how did the, the shape of the phantom disappear that's what Cursed Child is how did they capture that magic on screen yeah. uh, on stage and um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be massive, and it's going to be great for the Aussie theatre scene. Yeah, I really definitely. Hope, I really hope they keep it within Australia. They don't need to bring anyone from overseas yeah. because they don't need big names. Uh, they're going to be putting on accents, though. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which could go either way, like we saw <laughs> with Book of Mormon. Um, but uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and uh, uh, me, uh, who. <laughs> 
who works as an actor within Australia, yeah, um, and as a member of a proud member of Media Entertainment Arts Alliance and stuff like that, there's always a big push for you know work in Australia, going to Australian actors, yeah, um, and we as actors, you know, it's it's nothing but good, and it should be kept within. Australia, okay. really, I th- and because there's no need to bring in big names or bring in international cast. Yeah. If they do bring out an international cast, I assume they may bring out some of the leads from the secondary London cast mm-hmm. and bring yeah. in the third cast. That's the only thing I could think of. Okay. Um, cool. uh, which would be a big shame because we, you know, I think, Australian actors would deserve it, but we'll see how it goes. All like right. when they brought out Faulty Towers, the Australian version. That was good, actually. With um, like uh, John Cleese. All the cast were Australian. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was, uh, I don't think it was directed, but it was definitely produced by... John Cleese, yeah, he came John out. John Cleese, and, yeah, and that had... was, and it showed, and hopefully they do the same for this. Mm. Uh, there's heaps more news. This is something I just want to try out on this episode before we move on to our main review. Mm. Let's, uh, one word reactions to all the headlines. <laughs> we'll quickly go around the table with one word reactions to these. Uh, the first one, Fox have announced that they're going to be developing a Logan spin-off, but probably not a spin-off. It's going to be based in the main universe, which is based off X-23, the female Wolverine clone. I say, yes, this is amazing. That's... That's more than one word. That's more than one word. <laughs> uh, Jen? Uh, no comment. <laughs> okay. So you haven't seen it? I haven't seen Logan. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. meh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, they're going to be doing a Deathstroke movie, <laughs> but it's going to be directed by the guy who did the two Raid no. movies. Yeah. I love the Raid film. Yeah. That's, all, that's yeah, my yeah. One, one comment reaction. I think we'll change it to one sentence reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Good director, uh, Deathstroke bores me. That's what I was literally what I was yeah. yeah. Good director, but, meh. Yeah. I agree. I completely agree. Kingsman, uh, not Kingsman. <laughs> Kingpin is going to be in Daredevil season three, which is confirmed to be out next year. I, I mean, it was obvious, but that's great. Yep, one of the top five, um, top five Marvel villains. Good to be back. Mm-hmm. Need to catch up on Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all um, season one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the one with Kingpin in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, this one oh, is great. Lin Manuel Miranda. Miranda. He's going to be executive producing a book series uh, by Patrick Rothfuss, which is like a really mature, dark, the timeline's messed up version of Harry Potter called the King Killer Chronicles. It's going to be like Game of Thrones on Showtime. I say that's great, but Showtime. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Because they've done black sales, which was awful. Uh, but uh, Mine is, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda, so we all know how I feel about that. <laughs> In Lin-Manuel, we trust. Yes. That's my one sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a behind-the-scenes trailer for Stargate Origins. Schmidt. Why? Don't care about Stargate. <laughs> yeah, mine's why. Yeah. Sorry. It, the aesthetic looks alright though, but why? Yeah. Uh, they've started filming the Venom movie with Tom Hardy playing why? Eddie Brock. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of whys here. Why? Just why? I love Tom Hardy, but why? Why mm-hmm. did you do it, Tom? Don't do it, Tom. Um. He's he can't hear you, Rob. I'm <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> yes, he can. He can hear me through his beautiful ears. Forrest Whitaker is apparently going to be starring in an American gangster prequel TV series called Godfather of Harlem. Why? Ew. Why? <laughs> Only if he does the same voice he did for Saul. <laughs> yeah, Sword yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Save the drugs. Good. Save the dream. You'll come into my house on the day my daughter is to be married. Uh, <laughs> and finally, I love the Godfather. Uh, shortlisted. 
for for the upcoming Marvel film Captain Marvel with Brie Larson, Ben Mendelsohn might be the villain. I say that is excellent. Yes, yeah, but I think it might be heavily behind CGI and stuff like that. If if the rumors are true about what the lead villains are going to be, the Cree. Cree. So. Uh, it's confirmed, but Cree are shapeshifters. Yeah. So I think he'll spend most of the film as himself, and That's then maybe ben. the final scene will so be a battle. So he'll be a lazy shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs> See how many forms I can take? No, but I this like one's this. my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a director. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's the news headlines. I think that was a bit of a success. We might do that maybe in the future. I like that, maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. sharpen it up a little bit. It could yeah. be good. Sentence One works. sentence. <laughs> we One can sentence. start with sentences and work our way back to words. Yeah. One word mm-hmm. once we're uh, into it. All right. Well, I'm going to check it back over to you, Jen. All righty. For our main topic. We're going to move on uh, talking Halloween and spooky things. <laughs> <laughs> we smashed out season two of Stranger Things. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I think we can um, say that we all enjoyed it by the sound of that reaction. <laughs> what Love. a piece of shit that was. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. What a waste of time. No, quite the opposite. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Just on surface. Should we do yeah, what we did with Thor and yeah. go around the table and get mm-hmm. our initial reactions? I loved it as well. Yeah. Probably not as good as the first season. Correct. But still, this is like one of the best shows on TV. It's also not season two. It's Stranger Things 2. How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Sorry, yeah. Good <laughs> right. point. Yep. Um, like, that's just amazing. <laughs> uh, I think it's carrying on. I think it's a beautiful carry on from yeah. season one. Uh, from Stranger Things uh, 1, the original. <laughs> um, I was, uh, we talked about it in our earlier review. I was one of those people who went, no, just keep it at one season. Okay. No, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a perfect, beautiful representation. Little pocket rocket, keep it there. You know, you caught lightning in a bottle, keep it. And as soon as it started, I went, no, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm into it. I want, I want more. it all. I want everything Stranger Things. I don't want it to end. I want it to go right up until like. Stranger Things Generation 3, okay? Generation 3? Oh, yeah. wow, okay. Where Erica's kids are then sassily taking down things from the upside yeah. down. Well, the Duffer brothers have said they want to treat this like Harry Potter one a year until the kids are, I like, just don't know young how adults. They can, can, so, I don't know. I don't know. Clo- anyway. Um, Is it spoiler-free? Is it spoiler-free? No. We'll start off with a very quick spoiler-free okay. chat, do a rating, then just go full spoilers okay. uh, near the end because... Um, uh, we got a bit longer to yep. record. Spoilers for season start? one. Straight, straight out spoilers for season one. Yep. Uh, in this, no spoilers for season two. Okay. So cool. Th- um, this season picks up about a year after the first one. Straight off the bat, the kid that plays Will is incredible. Yeah. Like, he was barely in season one. Yeah, and, I was iffy about like, him as an actor in season one, but you didn't get much of him, so... Yeah, but, like, and I was a bit worried that he wouldn't have the chemistry with the rest of the with cast because yeah. he wasn't really in season one that much. But, no, he he knocks it out of the park. He's yeah. amazing. Noah it's, Schnapp. Yeah. Bless him. Um, he is, yeah. Season one, the stand, the breakaway star was uh, Millie Bobby Brown as Eleven. Yeah. Uh, for Mike season, as well. Yeah, and Mike yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But for season two... It's all Will. His fun times, but also still being a little bit out of it because he's being watched so much by his mum and, yeah. like, overprotected. She's and, so overprotected, um, yeah. That he's part of the party, but still everyone's a little bit wary of yeah. him. And um, he is, is a little really bit. Of everyone, everyone, everyone wants to protect him. Yeah. Everyone just he wants just to wants to live his life with his mates again yeah. and go mm. trick-or-treating. And yeah. Um, so, yeah. So because of that, because Will is such a powerful focus in this season... Uh, 
uh, Finn Wolfhart's uh, mic has kind of taken a back step this season, yeah. which I was okay about because I see this as after after I went, okay, I'm in now for as long as it goes for, I can see that the Duffer brothers are seeing it as not just see, uh, season per season or, you know, you know, Stranger Things are Stranger Things. They're seeing the whole arc. So yeah. they're expanding characters who didn't get the focus last season. Mm. Yeah. So Will was, um, uh, Mike was there more to look after um, Will. Yeah. And that, so they developed that relationship that way and how yeah. they're both, Will uh, is lost because he's still dealing with this whole being trapped in the, in the um, upside down for so long. Mike is feeling isolated because he's missing, missing 11, Eleven so much. Yeah. Mm. So they start to bond there. And yep. you've got Lucas and Dustin going off doing their own things. Yeah. So I like that development that they could just ease off on Mike a bit. Yeah. He still has his own journey. Yeah. Backseat. Yeah. Saying that though, his performance played by um, Finn Wolfhard, Finn. he, like it was just a complete 180 from his character from it. As well, yeah. and shows how much of a, the range he has as well. I was really impressed with him yeah. this he's season. Outsta- he's an outstanding. They're all incredible. Yeah. Um, and so what we see in this season is all the characters we know, but finding different dynamics and different formats. Mm. So let's mix it up. So we do have Hopper spending so much time with uh, Eleven, which is great, and uh, you know a man who's in desperate need of a daughter yeah. and a daughter who's in desperate need of a father and yeah. how they bond and they, they're damaged individuals and they don't really know how to work mm. with relationships. And so how they find their way is incredible. They're volatile, they're angry, they're stubborn, they're selfish and they just clash and how that journey goes is fascinating to see. Then yeah. you've got team-ups later on with Dustin and Steve, which oh, you never I love thought that. would happen. That was, that was probably my favourite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always a big Steve favorite. was great this Steve season. Steve was great. Steve uh, he really was a, He was a lot more um, uh, layered and yeah. um, complex. Yeah, they gave him a good arc a last season. Steve, I yeah. love how they changed him from being the bully into actually... He stepped up. Stepped up at the end of season one. He went and, you know taking away all the bad things he did. Which I think that it was referenced by the new character that was introduced, Bobby, um, when they're playing basketball. And he yeah. says, oh, what happened to this big bad Steve I've heard all about? And yeah, we're like, yeah. he's changed. <laughs> <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, yeah. It was very similar to a sequel like Guardians 2, for example, mm-hmm. like The Empire Strikes Back, in which a lot of the characters are separated for most of yeah. the yeah. film. Which I guess some would see as a negative. I thought that was a positive, like expanded on it. We got some new combinations. And that also kind of points out the weakest point in the season for me, which was Nancy and Jonathan, which we saw last season. They're very much just doing the same thing. Um, We got what we wanted, but we were kind of like, it was a bit... Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the introduction par. of um, the the conspiracy theory <laughs> journalist, yeah. great character, you know, not pushed too far, a little bit uh, out of the comfort zone of the series, but pushed beautifully. And that, you know, introduction of a new character to push their relationship yeah. into what they actually should be. Try not to speak spoilery here. Did have a bit of an issue with their motivation for, for reaching out to him. Like, they yeah. went to the lab, they were told this is what was happening and this is why they would needed to keep it on the DL. And then they got in the car and went, we're still doing this, right? And I was kind of like, <laughs> dude, were you not listening? Like, I feel like I just, I still don't know really know their motivation for them being like, we need to blow this out of the water. People need to know. It was yeah. all Nancy, It's all Nancy it? and Barb. It was all just, Which, yeah, I want her parents well, yeah. to know what happened. And especially Nancy. That was the main thing. I love how they came back and, you know, you know hashtag justice for Barb. Yeah. Um, that, I, I felt I like just, that was forced, though. No, I just I wanted that. to slap Nancy and be like, it's not just about Barb anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
I felt like that whole storyline was just a reaction to the fans. Yeah, I felt and that, I, and that that therefore I, I it was wasn't like, strong. Yeah, I no, didn't love I, it. I, I thought, yeah, to get to get a Barb funeral was actually quite satisfying to see. The funeral was good. Yeah. And their parents uh, well, fantastic. Yeah, the way they were good. dealing with it. Now, I think there was a bit of an inconsistency. There's a moment when they're, talk, when they're having Kentucky Fried Chicken, <laughs> and Steve actually goes, I love KFC. I don't think they started using the term oh, KFC okay, until the nineties. There was a couple. I grew up in the yeah. We always we always yeah we always call it ca- Kentucky uh, Fried Chicken. There was quite a bit of that as well. A couple songs that didn't get released until yeah. uh, the next year. Also, Ghostbusters wasn't that big when it first came out. It was no, it was big. It was massive it, in eighty four. But it was, was a it huge so hit. big that people would be dressing up? Well, this and is going to cost. This but is they're enough. nerds, so I th- they're. I like how. I guess it does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like how they pushed it as. They're into D and D. They could be into. Okay. Yeah. I like, <laughs> and, yeah, and there wasn't <laughs> there wasn't as much D and D, but I love the fact, and they did it with Stranger Things one, and they did it here too, that they use the terminology. They went of, back to it. They went back to it and go. We will we will perceive it through. And, the, and then Dragon. Hopper's like, but I don't understand. This is a game, right? It's like, yeah, but mate. It, Parallels. And then a beautiful moment where he goes, Well, how do we kill it? He goes, Well, we need an army of zombies. And he just goes, <laughs> Well, so I'm out of here. Right? Which I, I kind of loved in that, like, because yeah. a lot of the start of that, of part two, was uh, adult driven. There was a lot, a lot yes. more adult driven stuff with Hopper and Joyce and things, and then mm. less of that D&D thing. And then when they finally went back to that, it was like, Now nah, the kids know what's up here. Yeah. Because they, yeah. they've immersed themselves in this also, kind of thing for yeah. so long. And the kids have believed in this one. Yeah. All the. All the adults believe, believe the kid. that they've never happens. <laughs> they've seen some shit. Yeah, and they've oh, they've, they've they've learned. Yeah, okay, they go straight. I love to, that. That's so good. Um, I was a little bit worried at the point where you know Will's having all this stuff happen to him, and I go, just tell them, just tell them. But it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, I was the same. But yeah. it, but but it came out very soon. As soon as yeah. as soon as the, it was getting bad, they went, no, something's happening, and just everything came out. And yeah. I like that. What did you think of the new cast? As we mentioned, Sean Austin was. Great. Yep. Uh, we also had Sadie Sink as Max or Maxine cool. or Mad Max. I really liked her. I, I liked her, her dynamic was good with uh, with Justin and Dustin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think she was a good addition. Um, yeah. And the conflict that and, and whether well. she fits in the crowd. Um, Sean Aston was by far the most successful new addition. Yeah. Paul Reiser was very good. I think in that early couple of episodes, especially with the Nancy guy, we're still going to break this wide open. They were mm. still playing on the fact is, is he a threat or is he a good guy? Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, and and the, I think the weakest addition to it is um, the the new bully. Bobby. Um, Bobby, yeah. Max the bully, Billy. was he? Yes. Uh, Billy, sorry, I Billy, said Bobby. Yeah. I'm thinking of um, Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> Billy, I just... Uh, I, yeah, I wanted him to be better when he's he, when they first showed him and he got out of the car mm. and I was like, okay, awesome, here's the new like baddie. Yeah, and yeah. then he just kind of was just angry the whole time and I wasn't sure. Like, I got from it the scene that he had in the shower with Steve. My, I took away that he is closet gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, same. But yeah, I think I think we all got that. Yeah, yeah. But- and then he was in like so, because his dad was even called him the f word. Um, it was that anger coming from that ability not to be able to be himself, but it never got, never went anywhere. True, I was kind yeah. of upset about but that. But then there's that classic scene in episode, that classic moment in episode nine, I think, when he goes to, oh yeah, with to um, Mike's the, house, yeah, yeah. With, with the mum. But I felt it was that was him putting that on for her. Oh, okay, I right. thought that wasn't him at all. That was I'm trying to get some information here. Right, that I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna buddy you up. Sure. And when he goes, oh no no, she's not my type. About ah. Nancy. 
And you, you take it to me and she's not his type because she's young. Yeah. He prefers the mum. Mm-hmm. But I took it as, oh, she's not my type. It was a bit of a... Okay. Well, that, but yeah, what, but the fact that that never got sort of resolved and he just kind of got beaten up and that was it. Yeah. Was, I feel like the Duffer brothers are playing the long game, though. Okay, I think cool. he's yeah. going to have more to I do. I hope so. That has I been a criticism that there wasn't any real human threat. Let's quickly rate I think it. I've spoiled a lot. And already. then we'll jump right into okay. spoilers and talk about it all. Okay. Uh, Ratings? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, let's it. say it all. I want to say it all, all at the same time. Yeah. One, two, three... Two, Two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yay! <laughs> that was the easiest bet ever. Yeah. All right, let's get into okay. spoilers. Thank fuck. Demi uh, dogs. Demi dogs. Demi dogs. Demi dogs. Straight out of Aliens. I loved it. Yeah. Oh it my was, god. Yeah. It was, oh, the the amount of tributes through the entire thing, yeah. and they were done beautifully. There was alien tributes. There was Indiana Jones references. <laughs> yeah. 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 Going back for the hat was great. <laughs> Love that. Um. That yeah. Good. All of it. It's so hopper as well. So hot. <laughs> I got a bit of Cabin in the Woods reference mm-hmm. with yeah, the yeah. elevators and the dogs yeah. all being in the camera. Oh, yes, yeah. Um, and can I just, yeah, <clears throat> I'll, can I just say, I knew he was going to go. There was no way Bob. that Bob was going to stay. I know. Yeah. But how beautifully was it shot? Yeah, you that you yeah. actually like. I like I act. They actually got me. They, I'm there yeah. going. Well, he's gone. He's gone. He's done all this. Oh, stuff. Oh, maybe he's not. <laughs> yeah, I'm there going. Like, there's the moment where he's. He's in the closet, and the and the demi dog goes past, and um and Paul rises there, telling him where to go, and the bloody broom oh, goes down. Falls. I was like, and the, the work of the slow motion was yeah. actually appropriate. And yeah. then he runs out, and he you see the like he's like, you have to run, you have to go now, and you see Austin is so scared, Bob is so terrified, he doesn't want to go because he is t- he is petrified, but he runs anyway. He makes it out. <laughs> Stops and you see the wave at Joyce. And he's yeah. exhausted as well. Killed me. Yeah. The goosebumps, because like the music just cuts out. Yep. Just cut. He's like, hi. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then he just, oh, it was. And then they flash back to after they all get in the cut, like to yeah. him being. Just he's there. Consumed, and just being but it's kind of beautiful in a way. Yeah. The music yeah. was beautiful. It's, I just was like, we knew he had to go. Yeah. I actually thought. Um, I thought Steve. Oh, might Steve! Go. Yeah, I was thinking Steve was going to go. But I'm yeah, like, if, yeah, they, yeah. if Steve doesn't go, Bob, someone's got to go. Yeah, and it yeah. was Bob, unfortunately. Bob. Yeah. And talk about feeling a death. Winona Ryder again <laughs> is incredible this season. Like just her. Ah, oh. yeah. yeah. She. Yeah, everything she, about her performance is amazing. Yeah, she. They, yeah, she is. They set him up to be likable from the get go. Yeah. First, you're like, oh no, because he's a boyfriend, like the new boyfriend, or oh, here we go. But then when he comes in and um, they ask him about the map. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> yeah. why? It's like no questions. He's like, but no questions. And that's what I love. I love it. everyone in this it. is smart. Yep. Everyone has their own intelligence. Yep. The kids are especially intelligent, and they are encouraged to be smart. They're yep. encouraged to use to their use brains. Uh, Bob as well is encu- yep. he takes the trick. He takes the the bait to solve the mystery. Mm. Kept um, kept kind of in the dark until they're in that hospital room and the demi dogs. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, all right. Mm. Fucking do yep. this. Yep, and I have to. I have to do it. And and that's one of my favorite things, is you know being brave even though you're scared. Even though you're scared, mm-hmm. scared brave at the same time is the best thing. Yeah. And um, then they they later on they tie him in, um, mention that he created the um the AV club. the AV club. That yeah. was a cute reference. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And good. yeah, and yeah. My Bob's, feelings. Bob's superhero, <laughs> and Will drew a picture of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just as stand, we all knew he had to go. We needed yeah. the, the sacrifice had to be made. I was surprised that Rise's character lived. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Me yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, and again, they set up at the end of going, she's going to have to go undercover. For how long? A year. <laughs> oh, how, how appropriate. How long does it take to film a show? He's like, what about, we'll just get you one night. Um, but I've been I kind of watching... love that though because yeah. it's like it's, they just go fuck it. It's a little meta. Yeah. yeah, the demi dogs as well. Um, with like when it was growing up and everything, its relationship with Dustin. Yeah, um, they call him. Um... Uh, D'Artagnan. 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 I love that. Like, it looked real as yeah, well. Like, it, yeah. it didn't look like CGI, which I was really surprised by. Because in oh. season two, the Demigorgon was good, but there were moments where you went, that's obviously Well, the Demigorgon was a uh, bit CGI and a bit, like, man in a suit yeah. as well. Oh, in the, in the first. Yeah. Yeah, 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 practical effect as well. The Demigogs were a bit, at times, too. The Demigogs yeah. were all CGI. Yeah, but they, yeah. they looked it like okay. they felt it, whereas young... D'Artagnan mm. yeah. yeah. Um, also, they straight up killed a cat. I can't, that can shocked me. Don't that? have can't. Do not have a pet in a horror movie. I can't. But they just full on showed it. I just want more. Muse should have been what we thought happened to Muse, but then he rocked up later. <laughs> and it was maybe, I, don't, I just can't. Yeah. Pet, pets in horror movies, just as soon as you realize you're in a horror movie, get that pet, pet as far away as possible because mm-hmm. it will die. Yeah. Um, uh, a standout roles, uh, a surprise package. Uh, was a uh, big, big one surprise that everyone's talking about was Erica, um, Erica. Lucas's uh, oh, youngest, yes. <laughs> Lucas's youngest, younger sister. Shut up! Sh- I've got co-worker for you. Red. Oh my god, you nerd! Yeah, she's yeah. good. She yeah. is outstanding. Beautiful little actress. Incredible talent. Um, there's a moment where they all dressed up in their Ghostbusters outfit, getting photographed she's by their parents, like... and she's just there <laughs> mouthing no. Oh, she's great. Great character. And there's always talk for her that she's going to grow up on the show as well. She'll have a bigger role and they'll get to the point where, you know, they'll be, you know, Stranger Things Generation 2. Mm. Um, <laughs> which Gen 2. The 90s. Yeah, Gen 2. <laughs> oh, God. The fashion um, would be good. Uh, Lucas got a bit more time, which I really liked. He was yeah. one of the most underdeveloped characters in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to get him to see his family yeah. and to have that cliche of him sitting down with his family and turning to his dad and going, Dad... How do you you know talk to a woman? And you go, when you're having an argument with you know, with a woman, what do you do? Goes she's always right. And you go, that's such a cliche, but it worked. It's a dad in the '80s reading the paper, eating his breakfast. And you go, yeah. What yeah. if she's wrong? Oh, she's never wrong. She's never wrong. <laughs> and flipping because in the first season, he in the first part, he was against Eleven being part of the party. For yes. a bit. He pushed and pushed. Whereas in this one, he was the one that wanted the new trip, yeah. the new party member. Yeah. Um, which I I enjoyed, and him having to tell the whole story to Max and her not believing him. Yeah, that was a really because like, uh, normally it's the adults that don't believe you and mm, the kids are all right yeah. on board. But she was like, "What?" Yeah. Um, can we talk okay. about uh, the snowball? The right at the end, all it's kind of like everything's resolved. Oh, uh, sure. And they all go to the ball and they all have their big final. Like, yeah. Everyone gets dance. to. Everyone has a dance. Everyone has. It's it's where it goes full teenager. Yeah. So Will gets to dance with some random girl who calls him Zombie Boy, and he's kind of accepted that is his nickname now. And <laughs> the bullies were calling him that. Um, uh, of course, uh, Mike and Eleven get together and they have a bit of schmoochy booze. They do have yeah. a little bit of a schmoochy booze. I like. It was um, a bit weird, but... and and then you get Lucas gets with Max and they have a bit of a schmoochy mm-hmm. booze as well. And then Nancy and feels then sorry Nancy for little so, Dustin. Oh my gosh. You know that moment in The Simpsons where where Bart slows down the video to see Wa- Ralph Wiggum's heart break? Mm. That's what happens to me watching Dustin, Dustin go yeah. up to the girl with the hair that he's done, inspired by Steve, goes up and asks him no. He goes up and asks again, and he's just sitting there on his own, crying, and mm. Nancy comes over and saves him. 
And he goes, I'm not meant to say this, but you're my favorite. You're my favorite. Go, my brother's oh, friends. You're like, yeah. good on you, Nancy. You're a team player. On you, Nancy. Yeah. On yeah. you, Nancy. Um, that was beautiful. And it's kind of more resolved than season one. And But I, I'm okay with that. I'm, yeah, there wasn't really... There was a cliffhanger, but there wasn't a character cliffhanger. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really it a cliffhanger. It was more yeah. of a... It was more of a, a sign of what to come. It yeah. wasn't a case of, you know, I've got something to reveal to you. Boom. And that's the end of it. You went there going, oh, we've got to wait a whole year. You're there going. The threat is still there. The threat is still, is still there. there. I'll be watching you. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk about the um, other 11 girl? Yeah, the elephant in the room. Episode 7. Yeah, look. Which a lot of people didn't like. Yeah, well, because we had the little little teaser at the very opening of the season yes. yeah. with yeah. her. And we went, oh, there's more of them. Yeah. I would have been cool if it didn't, if they didn't revisit it. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't. A lot of okay. people were like, I'm waiting to see who this other girl is and how she's going to come into it. And I was like, oh, it's cool. I just like the idea that there's there are more of them out there. Hmm. And then when it happened, I was let down. I wanted there to be like an army of elevens that they found them all and came back and helped. But yeah. instead, it was this this vendetta. I, get, I think it's a bit of a slow burn. I mm. think it's a slow burn as well. Um, I, I, I don't like, know. I kind of I liked. Eleven's journey. I liked yeah. her I aunt, did. to actually find her mum, to beautiful. find her aunt, um, to communicate with her, yeah, to like see that. how hard she fought to get Eleven back yeah. was so Jane. heartbreaking. Um, yeah, that was... Um, was powerful stuff. I like the fact that, you know, our heroes need to be tempted. Mm. I like to see that point with the different extremes that they go on, that she has to stand up to her own beliefs just kind of like what you know daredevil has to go through in season two that eights they're going this is the way i go you should go with me and yeah the thing yeah yeah for 11 to go no i will not follow your rules i think i'll be happy with it if they revisit it in the next part i think they will yeah i just felt a bit let down and only got an episode of it i'm not sure if we're gonna get all like all 11 together i'm sure the previous some younger ones might have been killed off on stuff sure it might be interesting to see, like, about two or three more. Well, surely some of them didn't survive. Yeah. They've kind of tests. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about the episode itself, though, because okay. it was standalone. It was. And that's my thing with Netflix shows. I like it when they're one solid story. They yeah. did this with Daredevil as well, where they had, like, one standalone episode all about him growing up they kind of did that here mm. where she yeah. goes to another town it's a very different tone as well it's much darker Chicago. much more violent yeah Chicago um, but at the same time it was a good pause from what was going on oh it was a great flip because there was the because big cliffhanger of the, there was the demidogs the coming well. out and they go you want to know what happens no we're going to see 11 <laughs> yeah I, I like I liked her journey I like seeing Millie Bobby Brown develop this character and yeah. develop her mm. so she's not just an image of standing where with the hand with the blood coming yeah. down the yeah. nose. I think if they explore it further, yeah, yeah, I'd okay. like to see where she goes from there. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what do you think of her new look? Love it. <laughs> I like I, it. Like Hopper loves it. It was yeah. weird. It was weird when she had the the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock hair. It was kind of weird in the when oh, she, yeah. when she slicked it back. Slicked it back. Yeah. <laughs> when she okay. went all punk. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that's the look you're talking yeah, about. I see yeah, the yeah, punk yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 punk look. Was what did he great. say? She looked at look. um, Hopper. Said you look like something out of. Um, I've forgotten what. I can't the, remember what, what he the said. Reference was now. Yeah. 
It was sweet, though. Um, it was very mu- uh, father and daughter. Oh, can I just talk about one of my favourite moments in the whole thing? It's Please. a beautiful little moment when they go to save Ho- uh, Hopper, who's trapped down in the tunnel system. Yep. Bob leads them to the right way. Yep. They go down to save him. They drag him out, and Hopper looks around. He's like, oh, who we are? And he gives Bob a little tap on the belly and goes, thanks, Bob. I don't this remember is, that. Yeah, it's a beautiful little moment. He goes, oh, thanks, Bob. And he just gives Sean Aston a little mm, pat on the belly, pat. and I go, oh, my God. <laughs> It's the cutest thing ever. Followed by the burning of the tunnel system and Will just lying on the ground. Oh, that, God, that really was got me. I couldn't. That high pitched yeah. screen. I just. Oh, the high pitched screen. And when he's got. Devastating. Like, and then when they tied him up and put oh, him the in. The interrogation scene. The was... interrogation scene was full. Oh. He, that when he, I think he really showed his acting oh, chops definitely. when he was 100%. screaming. There let me go, yeah. let me go. And, and then, he hears the phone ring. And I freaked. Yeah. Anyway, it really. That episode <laughs> yeah. had me. Like on the edge of my yes. seat, yeah. slash and, the bed, and the the confidence and the the strength of the Duffer brothers to go, we will give this to a thirteen year old boy, mm. and for for Noah to just step up and go, I got this. But yeah, that just I'm loving how it's evolved as a show and uh, letting the characters evolve and letting them find those connections with each other because mm. that's what we have the benefit of with a TV show. It, they're structuring it as movie sequels, yeah. But you don't get this amount of time with characters, and so you know it's like the good old days of telly movies, uh, where you have like three hours to find those intricate moments. I'm wary of continuing the same threat mm-hmm. for longer. I yeah, think you could probably get a th- part three out of it, but I wonder how long it'll be until it runs its course. Well, yeah, they've kind yeah. of just gone from down. one rogue demigorgon to, to a bigger one, to the and there's no middle ground. They've gone straight from yep. a soldier. To the ruler, to the really. Brain. You can't. It's mm. going to be. Can you go any bigger than this? Yeah, and cent- I wonder if because uh, I feel like the threat of this part was the, the upside down infiltrating the real world. Yes. Mm. So whether that is going to be the next, the bigger threat is that it's they're going to get through the gate. Blah blah blah. So I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know how lo- much longer this particular threat can continue. Yeah. Until There's- it gets the same same. And that's a case of how much further do we go? Is this the threat for all of it? But do you really want to bring in new threats? Will that's that the be, thing. Yeah. I'm like, then you may as well stop. Then it's going to be like, you know, nuking the fridge in uh, Crystal Skull when you've gone biblical, uh, pagan, a thuggy cult, biblical, aliens. Aliens, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we'll see. I like, um, similar with, was it you saying you didn't need us? Originally you were like, leave it at one season. I don't need any more, but now I really want it. Yeah. Mm. So like, it could be similar with, like I'm at that point now, but then they'll do it awesome, and it won't matter. Yeah, so I be, just we'll see. Yeah, they could do they could do a trilogy, but if they're talking about extending it, it's going to be very interesting to see where they structure later seasons. Yeah, definitely. To keep the threat going. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's a uh, that's it. Any yeah, other I think we'll, bits of detail we want to oh, talk about? Not really. I could I could definitely see a, a David Harbour. Getting ready to play Hellboy in this one as well. There were just a couple moments where I went, "Oh, I see what you're doing." Because it, it, it was a beautiful moment having you know eleven levitating off the ground using both hands to stop the demi gorgon, um, and, and yeah, and, and he's there working on picking the machine, off the demi dogs <laughs> with the machine guns, which didn't work in the previous episode. We had many yeah, shotguns. Yeah, I was like, it shouldn't work. Yeah, and now it's working. So oh, the one that went ran at Bob got shot like six times. Yeah, and yeah, didn't and just die. kept on going. Mm. But it was. It visually worked really well. Yeah. And I was freaking out. Yeah. 
what a season. Two thumbs up. Two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up. Thumbs Everybody. Up. Well done, Duffer Brothers. What a way to end an episode on two thumbs up. Oh, I six thumbs up. Six thumbs up. That's a lot of thumbs. <laughs> that's a lot of thumbs. That's a, They're not going up the bum. That is going to be a tight, tight fit. I had to finish it off in an awkward way. Uh, oh, I think I always. think that's the episode. That's the episode. Well done. That's another beast of an episode. Oh well, thankfully next episode's not going to be as long. Uh, yeah, we're not a hundred percent sure what we're talking about just yet. Yeah, nothing's really. That's out. the fun, though. Ah well, you guys get to find out as we do it <laughs> what we're talking about. We'll improvise. Good Ooh. times. Yeah, so, I'm glad yeah. I got to talk about the moment where Harbour, where um Hopper. Pats his belly. Pats you his love belly. that. It's, it's an I'm going to pat your belly from now on and be like, Thank thanks you. for that, I Rob. actually do have a belly now, so you can you can pat it. <laughs> I didn't have a belly before. I, was just, I used to be thin and lithe and uh, anorexic. Now, now uh, you are, as per our animation, uh, our uh, podcast photo, <laughs> real buff. I, yeah, I, the yeah, most Chris buff Hem- man in the world. Chris Hemsworth, uh, Hemsworth uh, got nothing on me in a cartoon. <laughs> But the, uh, one of the good things about not quite knowing what we're going to talk about next week is that it leaves room open for you guys to tell us. If you've got any ideas on what you'd like us to review, send us an email. You can hit us up at uh, feedback.nerdout at gmail.com. Chuck us a comment on Facebook, personal message on Facebook, however you want to do it. Um, there's also some links in the description to get in contact with us. Um, yeah, if you have anything you want us to review, um, something, just some comments about past episodes, <laughs> if you want to troll, whatever you want to do, send us, send it through. Um, if you do have something you want us to review, send us through a title. Um, and I think IMDb link apparently is really <laughs> yeah. handy. Mm-hmm. Big help. I've Big heard. help. Um, if you listen to us on, on iTunes, feel free to leave us a review. Until then, until next time, don't forget to nerd out. <laughs> You were just listening to Nerd Out, featuring Rob Lloyd, Jen Spears, and Sandra Felcher. This has been an improbable podcast production. We'd like to thank RTI and the Ace Radio Network for allowing us to record in their studios. The views expressed are those of the speaker and don't necessarily reflect those of the other speakers, the studio, or the network. The opening and closing music for the show is Denial by Dark Shadows. No copyright infringement towards any of the topics we discussed was intended. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Jen Spears leads the first one! Ah! Oh, so good. That was awesome. Oh, i got to pee so bad. <laughs> okay. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, okay. Oh, that's a big spoiler. Sorry about that. Editing. <laughs> we'll edit that one out. Yeah, okay, oh. so I'll go back and say... Do, do. Okay. Do. Check, check. Do, 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 check do, 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 do. Uh, We'll do this one the same as last time. Do, 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 do. This is a sound that's check. Cool, it's a big you? check. It's a sound check. I am so white now, but not as white as Mark Ronson. Wildin', stylin'. <laughs> Living it up, up in the city, yeah! Got chucks on my feet wrong. Got to kiss myself. So pretty. <laughs> Too hot. Hot damn. Call the police and the police. Too hot. Hot damn. damn. <laughs> Make a dragon want to retire, man. <laughs>